Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. Number one child has a girlfriend in the UK. Yes. And he wants to go see her as soon as he's done with high school, which would require a passport. Yes. And in order to get a passport, you have to have other identity documents. Oh, okay. And driving is scary for millennials. I don't know why. For a lot of them anyway. A lot of them are just like, no, I don't want to put my body into the giant metal machine and be in charge of it. Yes, because... Because it's too much responsibility, maybe? I don't know. Well... And And I'm not saying, you know, and hashtag not all millennials. Right. (laughs) Well, when I lived in San Francisco, they had quite a culture of cars being death machines. And, of course, no television. But that wasn't really a problem because I didn't have either of those things to have a problem with. But there was quite a culture of it in in any case. Yes, yes. And... The autistic young man is also resistant to change and resistant to learning new skills that he finds only marginally useful, mostly because he has not yet had the opportunity to experience their usefulness as of yet. He's also resistant to responsibility. Yeah, and I think that that's more teenager than it is autism. You know, that's just a thing that teenagers do sometimes. They try and shirk their responsibilities. They develop other interests and forget that they're supposed to do chores. And so it is our job to remind him that that's just not an acceptable option. Well, he, like all our children, gets a lot of leeway with that at their other parents' house where they don't have chores there. So he also gets that reinforcement. But yes, he is being quite the teenager lately. Yeah, being able to pass a driver's test to get one's driver's license is a responsibility and he's not quite managing it yet, but I made him go to attempt it last week and he also attempted it this week with his father, which I'm really surprised that they did that. I am too. Like I gave him all the documents and the fee that it would cost and I texted his dad and said, He got one too many questions wrong on the test this time. He needs to take it again. Yes. Can you take him next week? I will give you the money for the testing fee. And he says, yeah, I can do that. But his father is also work avoidant. And so I didn't actually expect it to happen. I expected there to be some excuse. Especially if maybe the teenager wouldn't want to go because he might want the driver's license, but not want to make the effort. Yeah. Which is back to just being a teenager. Yeah, I... There's a thing I tell my kids almost every class, almost every lesson. Do you want whatever our goal is for the day? Do you want to earn a pizza for your class? Do you want to have the highest score among your entire grade? Do you want, you know, whatever the thing is? And they'll say, of course they do. And I say, are you going to get it by wanting or are you going to get that by working? Working. Right. (laughs) And so we're still working on that with the teenager. But yes, he's not really understanding how this works. And he had never been to the DMV before, I think, actually having to deal with the process of DMV. I think I don't know that he's ever been there at all. He's been with me once or twice before I met you. I think he had gone with me. But these are... When he was small. When he was small. And also the things that I need from the DMV are not related to testing. They are related to renewals and documentation and things that you can just hand them the paper and pay the fee and they give you the printout or send you the thing. Right. Whereas he has to sit there and take a test, which means waiting for the person who administers the test, which means waiting in line to get in line for the test, because there's a line for the line. 
Yes, there is. There's an intake line, and then there's a line for the specific service that you need. And Mm. so we got there, and we were waiting in the intake line last week. Yep. And he says, this is a very long line. Could we come when it's shorter? And what did you say to him? Because you know, you're at the DMV, you know the line doesn't get shorter. There is no shorter, dude. What did he think of that answer? He was confused. And I said, this office serves... Confused because of the autism. Well, there's that and the inexperience, yeah, which I think is more of it. And the teenage inexperience of you. usually the things that you want from government agencies are, if you're waiting, you're waiting because you're waiting on the mail, not because you actually had to go and wait. And if you're waiting on, you know, something, a school office or something like that, the line is 15 to 20 people because that's your whole school and that's the percentage of people that need help right now. And I said, okay, so if our entire region of the state has this many people... And this office serves our entire region of the state. So so give us a random number so you can give him the... Because you gave him math. You actually I gave did, him math. I did actually give him math. I said, you know, if our region of the state has, I don't know... A DMV usually serves an area that covers how many people? Oh, I don't know. In Let's say places. For, for these Western states where everything's spread out, but there are some larger cities, it serves the city and it serves the entire surrounding region. So we're looking at maybe three quarters of a million people. Mm-hmm. And I say that means that in 365 days of a year, everyone is going to need this office once. And I wasn't thinking, you know, about the fact that I was trying to make this big math for him so that he would understand these are big lines all the time. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, some people use online services. You and I have not actually gone into the DMV in a couple of years. Right. But that's where you could subtract the actual work days from the 365 or yes. the, the not work days, I should say. And so I said, if six sevenths of the days in the year, they are open, divide into the... 700,000 people who use this office, how many of those are going to be in here on any given day? And we rounded it out to around like 8,000. And I'm thinking the math is questionable, but I'll take it because 8,000 people through this building in a day is going to result in some long lines. Right. And this is what happens when you go to the DMV with your parent who is a math major. <laughs> Sorry. But because of his autism, this is often a good way to explain yes, things. Yes, tying things to logic, to math, to facts that are not questionable, and then extrapolating from them. Other teenagers, you might just say, there's never less people here, and they would just have drama about that and believe, you know, they understand you. And believe you and say, okay. The but for him, the facts are... The details. Yes. Yes. And so he did accept the details and we waited there for like four freaking hours while you took number two to sell Cub Scout popcorn and number three to her gymnastics meet. Yes. Which I felt bad that you had to do those things, but you felt bad that I was stuck at the DMV with a teenager. I don't know that either one of us would benefit by trading. I know, right? Right. He took the test again today with his dad and 
also missed one too many. You can only miss. Did you say he missed that many the first time, or you just? He missed one too many questions last time. He missed one too many questions again this time, and I'm beginning to wonder if it's his fear of driving, fear of change, fear of responsibility. He is self sabotaging in some way. Does he possibly get nervous when he gets there and well, go too I fast? I figured or? that's what happened last time. Like the whole experience was so new for him that the new situation was just overwhelming and his synapses were just not going to fire correctly no matter how we tried it. And so I figured this time he had about a 60-40 chance of passing. And the more times he does it, number zero child took the test, what, like 30 times before she passed? I don't know. I, I didn't count him. She got really mad. She was not about facts and figures. She was about drama and anger. She wanted to drive. She did, and she drove anyway, but that's another story. (laughs) Right. Despite his propensity towards logic, I don't know that that helps him with a DMV test, because they are said to be based on logic. They are notorious (laughs) for offering you a lot of answers that are a lot like the right answer, but if you don't select, they're all multiple choice questions. And if you don't select the one that is worded exactly like it is worded in the driver's manual from the DMV, then you get the answer wrong. And I printed him out the driver's manual online from the DMV, and I said, here, read this. It will help. And I don't think he did. No, no, I'm sure he didn't. (laughs) The... You could be doing this and earning your way towards, and I I think he has in the back of his head somewhere that it's sort of like he knew that there would be a line at the DMV, and I told him, you need to be up by half an hour before the DMV opens so we can get there and be in line. He did not get up until an hour after the DMV was open, so it made the line longer. For him. For him. His experience of the line was the longer one. Yes. Today, he had a shorter line. He got there at a different time. Right. And So he learned that. He did learn that. Woohoo, and teenagers learn. Yay. <laughs> but, you know, I think he has this thing like a lot of teenagers have in the back of their head where it's the psychology of scarcity where you don't have the thing that you need. And so there are so many things that you don't have that you focus on only in the immediate one. Okay. And this has been borne out by numerous studies in poverty situations, in trauma situations, in... Right. And I think he has a much milder version of this where he's always devoting so much of his cognitive energy to just functioning socially because autism, that he sort of is not thinking about, yes, I have a passport to get in a year and I need to apply for it in a year. And that means I need to have a driver's license six months before that. And I need to get my driver's permit six months before that. And that's now. He's not thinking long term like that. I mean, I think it's in the back of his head somewhere, but I think it's just not connecting that, no, this really is something you need to do now if you actually want to go live with your girlfriend in a year and a half. Unless, of course, he doesn't want to. Well, that's also a possibility. She seems a little dependent. (laughs) I only have a shoulder shrug for that. Right. So. But... Number zero took a long time to finish it, too, and so it's not something that we're completely unfamiliar with. She did eventually pass the test. She did when she was in her mid-20s. It was fairly recent. It was. Because in between, she you know, wouldn't have the money to take the test again or wouldn't have the various other resources to get it together to go take the test again. Or... Which is something that happens when you don't have a driver's license. This is another one of those systems designed to keep poverty 
in poverty. Yes. Where if you don't have a driver's license, it's harder to get a driver's license because you can't drive to a better job to get the money to buy it. Yep. Even so, when number one and three aren't around, I'm still managing number two. You are, and Thursday nights have become a problem. Well, it's not just Thursday nights. I think it's most evenings that he comes home and he he's done this a couple times where like we kind of thought it was meds, but he would come home and just be wilted and then he would get a second wind and be problem spazzy. Yes, very problem spazzy. But I have seen him get some energy when we're going to go somewhere. Like if it's the Cub Scout night, mm-hmm. he's fine. If he has something that he wants, he can power himself through whatever other emotional or energetic challenges he is experiencing. Right. And if his choices are the usual, which is take a shower, brush your teeth, do your homework, fold your clothes. I don't want a shower. Every time. No, he doesn't. And he's kind of at that age where kids do that a bit. But I'm not having it. Well, he's at that cognitive age where kids do that a bit. I don't know about maybe that is a more common thing among neurotypical children, of which I have less experience. But in my understanding, by the time kids are reaching 8, 9, 10, they're back to being okay with self-care and personal hygiene. Well, regardless of whatever those kids are doing, (laughs) ours is ours is not doing that. (sighs) And, um... Yeah, he does get really wilty and he doesn't want to do any chores or clean up after himself or clean himself up or sometimes it's more necessary than others. It is. And lately he's taken to shitting himself when he gets angry again, which we thought we were over. Yes. We no, you know, I don't believe that we thought that. I think we were hopeful and wishful that we were over that. And we had seen a hiatus Yes, just like we had seen a hiatus in him swearing at us and calling us all sorts of horrible names, which has picked up again. Yes, but it hasn't picked up, that sweary thing hasn't picked up on a regular basis. That crapping himself has. Yes, it has. So I I don't know what else to say about it. You know, he goes to his pediatrician this coming week. I doubt that that the pediatrician will say anything different than... Make sure he cleans himself every time and takes responsibility for his clothes and any other mess. Well, that and he'll agree with me that uh, I can get a bigger pull-up size, which will probably be a small depends thing instead of a pull-up now. Yes, because little boy got booty. Yep. And that the boy is to go to the restroom on a schedule. Which... I think his teachers mostly do during the day, but by the time you're in third grade, some teachers forget that that's a thing. And I know that the teacher he currently has understands that it's supposed to be a thing, but I don't know if it's always feasible for her to like, I don't know, set an egg timer or something for him to to go or whether that is, you know, something that he has talked her out of because he feels that it's embarrassing and she doesn't want to single him out for being ostracized or anything like that. Well, and the other problem is that lately, if you do send him, he doesn't sit down and try. He just goes in the restroom and tries to pee and says he can't, doesn't have to and comes out. He'll even try to fool you, but he isn't taking care of business, which is not the haha I was aiming for. <laughs> no, he's not. 
the past few weeks, he's also really been struggling with getting his homework done. And he gets a packet of homework home every week. It comes home on Monday and he's supposed to finish it by Friday. And in addition, every night he's supposed to complete any graded work that didn't get completed in class. And he's supposed to read for 20 minutes. And he's supposed to read for 20 minutes, which is what all the third graders are supposed to do, which I think is a perfectly reasonable expectation. It is. (laughs) For most nine-year-olds. Well, it probably is. We may never know. But I think I'll have to start doing the reading part with him, whether I'm reading and he's following along, but at least making sure that 20 minutes of reading thing happens so that he makes a space for it in his evening. You should have him finger track and you read what he touches so that you're the one doing the sounding out, but he has to pay at least enough attention to the letters that he can follow what you're saying. Right. Maybe if we sit on the couch instead of him being in his bed, he'll do that That, a little easier. Yeah, that would be... And get enough positive attention out of it of, you know, sitting with me there and getting to not be in bed yet. Yeah, that's a big thing. That could help. Yes. And the thing is, the first week or two that he was bringing home homework, he started on Monday with a packet of like four pages and we're thinking, okay, you know, one page each day. And then by the end of the week, he had done one page each day, but he had brought home more work every day that had not been done in class. And he says, but I did one page each day. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) And then the following week- But I went in the bathroom. (laughs) The following week, we counted up the total number of pages that he started the week with, which was a five-page packet and three worksheets that had to be like spelling or cursive or something, you know, extra that was not part of his regularly scheduled packet. I don't know, more targeted work or something. And we counted it out and we said, oh, well, this is going to be two pages a day. But you said one page a day. It's my fault. (laughs) It's it's totally your fault. You have more pages here than that. (laughs) And we tried to talk him through the process of assessing how much homework he has. But he was doing that stubborn thing that that the teenager does where he refuses to accept reality. I cannot understand why I can't get eight pages of homework done in a week by doing one of them a day. (laughs) Yes. I did my job. (laughs) Fuck ass. <laughs> yes, that's what he called me. <laughs> I just was like, oh, we're getting sweary again. Yes. And I looked at you. <sighs> so, tried not yeah, to no. <laughs> I'm like, really? And I thought, not recently. No, I don't think so. But okay, let's try again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so it's gotten to the point now where he understands that the amount of homework each week is going to be variable, and that means the amount of homework each night is going to be variable. But he still saves the reading and writing parts for last, which is the thing he struggles with the most. And that means that he ends up with, like, instead of doing one reading page per night and having a little reading every day so that no night is overwhelming, he saves the reading for the very last night. And this is where the Thursday problem comes in, because then Thursday I pick him up from school, from the kids' club after school, where he is supposed to be going to the homework club. But he did not go to the homework club because he's postponing his reading homework. He does not want to do that work. You know what's really a bummer is that last week he did more pages on Monday. He did like four or five pages because he really wanted me to take him to go get crawdads. Mm-hmm. 
to bring to class. And his, there was a slip in his homework that said, whoever could bring a crawdad in, please do that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this is something he is good at. And so I want him to get credit and kudos for that. And we could run over and do that. Yeah. But he did a bunch of homework and then he, he had a pants full. And so I couldn't take him because by the time he was going to get cleaned up, it would be dark. So I said to him, get cleaned up and we'll go early in the morning. And so we, what we could do while we were, mm-hmm. it was getting dark out is we could have everything ready for morning. So what I'm saying is he did extra homework on Monday night of all nights. Did he do any of his reading that night though? No. Mm. No, because then he was burned out and he, you know, he was trying to not cry about that we couldn't go to find the creatures with pants full. And, and of I, course, that's someone else's fault again. I wanted him clean. How dare you? I know. <laughs> and it didn't matter because I don't think he did any more homework the rest of the week because he had some idea that he already did more of it. He did. I don't think he did any on Tuesday because that was the day that he came home from, he went to the kids club after school and then you brought him home and his other mom wasn't available. Right. So I had my aunt come here and watch him. Because I was at work late that night and I could have come home and gotten him and then taken him back across town to pick up the other kids. But I was already expecting to transport him. I just wasn't expecting to stay with him. Right. So I just transported him home I had my aunt come here because I figured she'd be least likely to get lost getting to my house. And if she did get lost, then I'd just have to stay here with him. Right. <laughs> that was my so, plan. So that didn't work, though, because then he didn't get any homework done that day. I think he's not going to the kids' club homework club at all, ever. Right. The former person in charge, she would have sent him. Oh, she would have. But this person is more like, that's your problem. And it is our problem. It is our problem. The other one had more of a empathy for our dealings with the situation. And she needed, yeah. you know, because she had a bit of a challenging child herself. And she had a little bit more emotional investment in each of the children. The person who is running the program now has the investment in the program as a whole and as the, in the children as a group, but not in each one individually so much as the previous one did. Yes. So, yeah, it, it, his homework is not getting done at the kids' club, and so he didn't do any on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday his mom was available, so he had an off-schedule night with her, which is never quite the best thing for him, but it was good for our sanity, so... And it was it was probably good for his that night. He did have a bad day the next day. He did have a bad day the next day. He says that was because of writing. He had too much writing to do. And that was his go-to every time he was asked about it. So I think that the writing became a big pain in his ass and whoever was trying to make him do it that day mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Because uh, there was an excess of it as far as he was concerned. And it made a bad day when they tried to make him do all the... And so Stuff. I picked him up and I said, did you finish your homework? And he says, but mommy said she was going to get me tomorrow. And you said the perfect thing. It's not tomorrow mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's still today. Uh-huh. Is your homework done? And this was last week I had said, you know, if your homework gets done by Thursday, then on Thursday night I can take you out for sushi because he loves sushi. And this is kind of our thing, our mother-son bonding time. We go out for sushi because nobody else likes it in our family, just he and I. Yes. And so we do this. But last week he said, F sushi. I don't want no sushi. I don't want my work. I don't care if I don't get to sushi. I don't want a shower. He, yeah, 
it was a thing and he was absolutely certain that he just wasn't going to do his homework and don't give a damn about sushi. And so when I get there on Thursday this week, he says, are we going for sushi? And I said, is your homework done? Did you go to the homework club? And even if he had done it badly, even if all the answers were wrong, if he did his effort and the teacher needed to mark that all the answers were wrong because that's an accurate portrayal of his cognitive capabilities, I'm okay with that. But that's how I got him to do it Monday. I said, tell me what it is they're trying to do here because I just played dumb and uh like I didn't know what this homework was. So he was able to do a lot of it and he wasn't doing great at it, but I was okay with that. I just wanted the blanks filled in and him to have made the effort. Yes. At this point, that's really what he needs is practice in making effort. (laughs) He needs more practice at effort than he does the actual work because if he doesn't practice the practice, then he won't get any work. No, he won't get any work. And that's going to be a problem when he's an adult not to have any work because he won't put out any effort. Yes. And he is certain that he is going to grow up to be a hunter and a zookeeper for his profession. Well, I'm glad he has some goals. That's good. I think that's good also. I think they're not realistic, but at eight going on four, nine going on four, that's it's okay not to be realistic yet. Absolutely. So... Just be a little more realistic about how many pages need to get done in an evening. Yeah, he says he did three pages at his mommy's house. I'm not entirely convinced, but I'm also... He probably did the cursive, because I wouldn't let him do the cursive on Monday. Oh, because all that is is copying shapes for him, and so that's really easy. I don't really count that as homework. I'm sorry. Yeah, well... That is fine motor coordination, and he... He needs that too. but He does need that too, but he needs reading and writing way more. Writing as in regular as sentence in writing. Not, not handwriting, but like composition of English language sentences. Yes. And spelling of words. Right. And so, yeah, I pick him up and he says, I thought I was going to mommy's. No, it's not tomorrow. Then can we go to sushi? Your homework's not done. Cue the crying fit. Mm-hmm. And he is like... At least he wasn't throwing things, but he was wailing on his way out of the kids club, making a scene. And I'm like, dude, you don't get that you're embarrassing yourself, obviously, but I'm not going to point it out to you. I kind of feel bad for you right now, not because you don't get the things you want, but because everyone's going to remember this tomorrow when you walk in. But again, I didn't point that out to him. No, because it wouldn't have helped at all. No, he would have said, I don't care. They're all fuck asses. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So Thursdays are becoming a challenge and we have to figure out how to set up the rest of the week that it doesn't all fall on Thursday, that his challenges are falling well, on Thursday and he's getting thrown That's off. why I was so excited to get him to do those extra pages on Monday. Yeah. Because I thought, haha, I'm getting ahead of this. He needs to do at least one reading page every night, I think. And this is the discussion that both of us had with him separately, completely unpromptedly, without discussing with one another. You said to him, If you do the hard pages first, then you'll only have the easy ones left. Mm -hmm. And if you do the hard pages first, I'm usually here on Monday and I can help with that. And I said on Thursday night, what I'm seeing is... You're saving the hard ones for last, but that makes them harder to want to do the homework because it's the hard ones and you don't want to do them. And he nods his head yes, because even though that was a whole bunch of words, he like understood that saving the hard part for last doesn't make it easier. It makes it harder. Right. And so how about you do all the hard ones first and that'll make the rest of the week easier. Mm -hmm. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah. Wait. 
Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He realized it was a trap. (laughs) It's a homework trap. Damn it. I don't really want to have to find somebody to make him do his work or not have fits at us on Thursdays because that's expensive and no, I'm, I'm tedious. And- I, I don't want to say it this way, but if he's just going to keep having fits with me on Thursdays, then he can just keep having fits with me on Thursdays because it's no skin off mine, really. I'm here, I'm managing him, I'm going getting the other kids, and then I'm putting them all in the beds. And then he's going to continue having a worse day with you the next morning, which he did this week also. Yes. On Friday morning. Thursday nights have been bad and Friday mornings have been bad. And he refused to take a shower for you Thursday night. He did, even though he was poopy. And I said, go upstairs and take a shower. And he goes upstairs and I hear him rinsing out his clothes in the sink. And then I see him come out in the same pair of shorts that he had been wearing carrying the pair of underwear. Mm-hmm. And I said, did you take the shower I told you to take? I don't want no shower. I didn't ask what you want. I told you what you're going to do. And he wouldn't. And then you had to go get other children. I did. He fell asleep on his floor. I think by that point he was just shot. Well, what I did Friday morning is I decided he was taking a shower. And he fought fought with me about it the same exact way. I don't want no shower. And I said, well, we weren't going anywhere until he took a shower. And he said he didn't care. I said, you want to miss the kids club and go to school right when school starts? I don't care. I said, okay, well, if you're not going to do what I'm asking you to, then you can go in your room. He says, no. And I probably started getting an eye twitch right then. (laughs) And I said, you're not going to tell me no. You're going to do the thing I ask, or I'm going to go in your room and start taking things. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, he decided a shower was a good idea and went down the hall. Yep. Or he decided he was at least going to get where I said. He's gotten it in his head that you and I never have to do things we don't want to and we get to do everything we want to. He's been saying that to you. He has been saying that to me and he even said it about you because occasionally bringing in not I don't want to say bringing in the big guns but mentioning that I'm talking to dad about what he's doing will occasionally be a motivator for him to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And I said it on Thursday night as we were getting in the car and I said you know I'm going to have to talk to dad about, you know, how to problem solve this. And he says, dad always gets to do what he wants. He never has to do homework. And I'm like, no, he works really, really late. That's why I'm here. He's not doing what he wants right now. He's doing work. Right. Last time he tried to tell me something about being happy. Do you remember me saying that? I don't remember you saying that, but it sounds like something like... Like he was telling me that that I always got to do what I wanted to, and I always got to be happy. And I said to him, I'll let you know when I'm happy. I remember you telling me that. (laughs) Not happy with your choice right now. No, and that's what I told him at that moment. He says, you guys always get to do what you want. Dad gets to do what he wants. I get to, you know, mom gets to, you get to. And I said, I don't want to listen to kids crying and whining about their homework. I don't want to listen to kids crying and whining about sushi. But here I am doing the thing I don't want to do. You are wrong. And that shut up the words, but it added to the wailing. So he ran out of arguments and just felt sorry for himself. Well, we'll have to keep trying some different angles here because this is a... This is a problem and it's not going to help him to have the habit of making himself miserable, quite frankly. No. Although, right away, I think of how many years our teenagers has done that. <laughs> I know, I know. We, we'll figure something out, but it's become, 
He insists on doing things a certain way, but the certain way is making him miserable and he refuses to remedy it. I think he's come to the point where he'll acknowledge it. Like we had that discussion of saving the worst for last just makes it worse, but he's not willing to make the changes to remedy that yet. So yeah, we'll see. The other thing that we discussed was you and I discussed when we were all of us in the car on our way to the Doctor Who fan club thing about, you know, these various rewards and penalties that we have previously instituted are not motivating him to achieve the expectations. So what are some new motivators that could be options? Right. And the only thing that I could think of that actually motivates him right now is he always wants to call his friends. Can I call John? Can I call Sam? Can I call Bo? Can I call Jim? Can I call... And it just never stops. And he's like the battering ram. Can I call? Can I call? Can I call? Can I go play with? Can they come over here? And typically, we don't want to do that because we're frustrated with the week we've just had with them. Mm -hmm. And that's where we usually figure out how to try to connect that. You want this and we want you to quit fussing about everything and grabbing yourself. Yes. And usually there's some task that he has to accomplish in order to earn a phone call to a friend like... Fold your laundry or pick up your room or whatever it is, but it's not a long term goal. And oftentimes we are so frustrated with him battering us that we are ready for him to go and pester someone else now. Right. Although half the time they don't answer anymore. I think they know our number. <laughs> they might. I'll even say to him, We've called the friend of yours the last four weekends and they never called us. I don't think they want to talk to us, but that doesn't matter to him. No, it, so, he doesn't connect of course, that. We're dealing with a kid who's crapping himself, which we had to leave our event early. We did. We had to leave again. the Doctor Who fan club. It made me sad. Yeah. Everybody's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Kid problems. So, so I, I know that he'd be glad to not be crapping himself. Mm-hmm. He just is going to have to make the effort. Yeah. He he refuses to do the things that will make future number two child a happier person because they are less convenient for present number two child. Yep. And then he's you know, miserable when future number two child becomes present number two child. I just got a, an idea. Mm-hmm. One of the things is maybe he can earn some other credits because having that many things that's hard for him is kind of like how you and I have to live. There's just too many things that are hard. <laughs> There are a lot it's of things that are hard. You and I have more resilience than that, but he doesn't. So I could try testing some other incentives, such as if you have your homework done, you will be able to call a friend and I will help you fold your laundry. <gasps> Ooh, That's help. a big one. Yeah. Because his shirts are still not folded from last week. You are correct. They have been sitting in the hallway for a week now. Or maybe tying some things like that to reading. If you do your reading, I will make your lunch, mm -hmm. and you will still get your check mark. Yeah. That kind of thing. Check marks are on chore charts for earning allowance. Yes. Yes. He needs a little more incentive. I mean, we all do it some different times. I thought it was adorable that when we came home from the Doctor Who event, number three child who had been listening to us have this discussion in the car and had to sit next to Mr. Poopster. And said, I heard you guys talking in the car about things to motivate number two child for helping him get more of his homework done and not make messes on himself. 
and he really likes to watch Netflix, and maybe that would be a good incentive. And I didn't have the heart to tell her that we've tried it and it didn't work, but she was just so cute, like, oh, I want to help. Right, and she's seen that work before. She has, and it has worked before, but it's it's sort of like the old meds. It just quits working. <laughs> right, because I offered him every page of homework you do, it will be 10 minutes towards Netflix, and er- every time you read, so if you read your 20 minutes, then you'll have 20 minutes of Netflix. Yep. And it's got nothing. No. Not even a nibble on the uh-uh. fish hook there. Mm-hmm. So that was very nice of her. It was. So because it wasn't even a backhanded. She, she wasn't backhanded. Yeah, no. It, it, she often does this, and I've seen this with gifted kids who are like, "I know I'm not supposed to show off that I'm smarter and better than everyone, but if I say it like it's kind of nice, then I get to." <laughs> and then but you always wasn't... you always shut her down because you know the trick. I do. I do. I was a gifted kid. I'm still recovering from that experience. But yeah, it was like genuinely attempting to be helpful and actually expressing some sympathy for her brother. I don't think she can quite manage empathy because I don't know if she knows what it's like to have something be hard. Yeah, you might be right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know it's hard. Uh Things with wheels. Ooh, there you go. But she doesn't have like external motivation to have the things with wheels. If she never learns to ride a bike, then... She's like, ah, screw bikes, I don't care. Whatever, yeah. Like, there's no sense of her future ability to earn an income resting on her ability to ride a bike. Or roller skate faster. Or, yeah. Not haltingly. (laughs) She walks in her roller skates. Well, that's okay. Yes. So, (sighs) is that it for now? That is it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! But, anyway... Trying to think of an appropriate segue to go yeah, from there. Yeah, I'm waiting for your segue. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I think is a perfectly reasonable explanation. Or a perfectly reasonable expectation. That's the word I'm looking for.